Okay, now you people know, you are well aware, one of the reasons you listen, I know liberals. I know them. I know them like every square inch of my gloriously naked body. Dealing with liberals is like dealing with a a one-armed lunatic. They're just going to keep swinging. They're going to keep fighting no matter what you do. They never go away. And I know what they're going to do and why they're going to do it before they do it. And people marvel at this. We have an opportunity now because of the utterance of Elizabeth Warren. She's running against Scott Brown for the United States Senate in Massachusetts. This is the seat that was at one time held by Senator Kennedy. She is the presumptive Democrat challenger. There was a video taken of a campaign appearance. It's gone viral on YouTube, uh, 100,000 clicks at the time. I checked it out, 100,000 times that it's been viewed since it was put up on uh, Sunday. Spread like wildfire. She is a professor at Harvard Law. Her maiden name is Herring. And since after you hear this, you're going to realize this woman's color is red. So an appropriate name for her would be Elizabeth Red Herring. But she's married now, and her name is, uh, is Warren. She is, in, in these two sound bites, she embodies the, all, the entirety of the liberal mindset. And I want you to listen to both of you. You'll be able to refute this, folks, without me. You are well-informed. You are, your instincts are I'm still going to analyze it for you, but you'll be able to do this on your own. This 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 is the woman by the way that was named by Harry Reid to oversee the TARP bailout. She was the editor of the Rutgers Law Review. She went on to teach law at Harvard. So there is no way on earth that she does not know everything there is to know about economics and everything else. From her perverted corrupt point of view which is shared by Obama and practically every other fringe leftist around the world. This is uh, from September, earlier this month, during her talking tour, talking about the economy and class warfare. I hear all this, you know, well, this is class warfare, this is whatever. No, there is nobody in this country who got rich on his own. Nobody. You built a factory out there. Good for you, but I want to be clear, you moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You uh, were safe in your factory because of police forces and fire forces that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry that marauding bands would come and seize everything at your factory and hire someone to protect against this because of the work the rest of us did. No, but yeah. Yes. Nobody in this country There is nobody who got rich on his own. Nobody. You build a factory, great. But you move your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. 
Here's another. Uh, hang on. There's one more small 17-second uh, uh, portion of this. Now, look. You built a factory and it turned into something terrific or a great idea. God bless. Keep a big hunk of it. But part of the underlying social contract is you take a hunk of that and pay forward for the next kid who comes along. Okay, there's a pay forward. There's a new term the liberals are starting to revive and use and, uh, and, and throw out there. Now, you don't need me to refute this. But I'm still going to do it. Um, who does she think she it, this is a this is a snurdly who does she think she she thinks that she is an elitist she is one of the smartest people in the world the, the she is an arrogant condescending conceited snob who thinks she's got profound resentment I mean to be guided by nobody ever somebody seeking the Kennedy seat saying this nobody ever got rich on his own what what this is. Marx had a thing called surplus value. This is Marxism, pure and simple. And the surplus value of Marx's belief is that workers, laborers, are getting screwed by not getting any of the profits of the company, only their wages. Obama is surrounded by people like this. But what she is saying... And the reason these people have to be defeated, what she is saying is that since the government, quote unquote, pays for the basics, such as roads, that the government thus controls everything. This is why they want their hooks in the school curriculum via the school lunch program. If they can make a claim that they, the government, not the people being the government, but they, the stewards of government, are paying for anything, then they can control everything. So in her mind, and what guides this thinking, there is no escaping government intervention and control if some aspect of the government touches all of us. You are born in a public hospital, the government owns you. That's an example of this kind of thinking. If there weren't a hospital built by the rest of us, you might not have survived childbirth. Therefore, we own you. Therefore, you owe us. And this is the rationale that they use. Now, of course, in her example here, a robber baron came along and built a factory and is selfishly capitalizing on everybody else's labor, none of his own. She forgets that this factory owner and factory builder also paid taxes that built the roads and the infrastructure around, and so did his employees. I mean, it is, it, it, it is a, um, I guess it's a great thing for everybody to hear. This grand total of maybe 55 seconds of audio is one of the best teaching aids that I, L. Rushbo, have ever had the opportunity to share uh, with you throughout the 23-year history of this program. It's social contract business, too. That's, that's uh, uh, more Marxist and leftist, uh, leftist lingo. Elizabeth Warren, I want to hear these sound bites again, seeking a seat in the United States Senate, running, and she's the presumptive 
uh, Democrat nominee running at Scott Brown. Uh, and she's running, she's going house to house uh, in a meet the people sort of thing, a talking tour. And she was caught Sunday saying this. I hear all this, you know, well, this is class warfare, this is whatever. No, there is nobody in this country who got rich on his own. Nobody. You built a factory out there, good for you. But I want to be clear, you moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You uh, were safe in your factory because of police forces and fire forces that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry that marauding bands would come and seize everything at your factory and hire someone to protect against this because of the work the rest of us did. You moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. Now, this woman has been an Obama advisor. She oversaw TARP, appointed by Harry Reid, uh, teacher at Harvard, Rutgers University Law School uh, Law Review. Ms. Warren, those trucks that were manufactured to lay the asphalt or cement to make those roads, those trucks were made by the private sector. Those trucks were made by some other evil factory owner. She uses the example of a factory, but now let's go to the automobile manufacturers, the truck makers. Somebody else who couldn't have done it on his or her own without all the rest of us. The clothing worn by the people building the roads and the security forces protecting the factory owner from the marauding bands. Made by people in the private sector. The same with the gasoline in the trucks and the diesel in the trucks. All of it came from the private sector. Not any of it. Zilch came from the government. Ms. Warren, the government doesn't have any money until it takes it from people first. But this notion that we're all just one giant commune is the justification for the redistribution of wealth. This whole notion of paying forward is based on a premise that you can't pay it back. You can't pay back what was done for you, so you have to pay it forward to other people who didn't actually directly help you. Uh, And this is a a spirited way of uh, justifying the redistribution of wealth. And the, the, the cement, the asphalt, all of the materials necessary to build these precious roads that this robber baron factory owner unfairly used, the money, the money, all of it originated in the private sector. Nobody got rich on his own. The factory owner and his employees pay taxes. What is so difficult to understand about this? She doesn't understand it primarily. She doesn't want to understand it. Not only did the business pay taxes, but the owner, the factory owner, paid taxes personally as well. And by the way, is the, the only thing taxes pay for is education, roads, and police protection. Is that it? If that's all our taxes paid for, Elizabeth, my, we'd be pretty cool with that. No, we gotta we got to give money away to Solyndra. We have to have 16 different school lunch programs, so forth and so on. 
But this is the liberal justification for class warfare, for class envy, for redistribution of wealth, for taking. Because nobody really deserves what they have. Nobody should have anything more than anybody else because everybody always does it on the backs of other people. The biggest, most successful people in the world couldn't have done it. And this is Obama's worldview of the United States, I might add, when he runs around the world and apologizes. His view of the United States is exactly Elizabeth Warren's view of the factory owner in this soundbite. I want you to replay this. I want you to look at it. Every time you hear her talk about the factory owner, I want you to substitute the word country. And then think of America. For example, when she says, no, nobody got, uh, got rich on their own. No country got rich. You listen to it and you substitute country for factory owner. Make the appropriate substitutions. And this is exactly how Obama looks at this country and the rest of the world. I hear all this, you know, well, this is class warfare, this is whatever. No, there is nobody in this country who got rich on his own. Nobody. You built a factory out there, good for you. But I want to be clear, you moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You uh, were safe in your factory because of police forces and fire forces that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry that marauding bands would come and seize everything at your factory and hire someone to protect against this because of the work the rest of us did. Right. So I'll do it for you. There is nobody in this country who got rich on his own. There is no way this country got to be a superpower on its own. No way. We became a great country, good for us. But we did it by using and taking for nothing things from other countries and other people that we had no right to and that we didn't pay for. We used resources and people that were not ours and claimed greatness as a result. This is exactly how Obama looks at this country. The same way she looks at the factory owner is how he looks at this country and the rest of the world. And not just Obama, but all the people he surrounds himself with. The factory owner, illegitimate. The business owner, illegitimate. Nothing special about him. Nothing special about somebody who built something from nothing because he really didn't. He couldn't have done it without screwing a bunch of other people along the way. Never mind the fact that the owner is paying taxes, his business pays taxes. And who is to say that businesses don't have to worry about marauding bans? The biggest marauding ban that business has to worry about today is something they really can't control, and that's government, people like Elizabeth Warren. So who says, Ms. Warren, that businesses are free from marauding bans? The marauding bans of today are government regulations topped upon themselves. When this factory owner you talk about looks out his window, the marauding ban he sees is the federal government and this never-ending list of regulations. You are one of the marauding bans. You, Ms. Warren, are the type of person you want to take as much as you can. You say that... Here, this is next bite. 
she talks about, cool, you build a factory, you have to keep a hunk of it. Now look, you built a factory and it turned into something terrific or a great idea, God bless, keep a big hunk of it. But part of the underlying social contract is you take a hunk of that and pay forward for the next kid who comes along. Why? Why should somebody have to pay forward for somebody that had nothing to do with what happened? Now, this is this is the foundation for redistribution of wealth. Also, fine, in her world, you make a factory, big product, fine, you keep a hunk of it. What's a hunk, Miss Warren? 20% of it? 70% of it? What is a hunk of it? How much does this entrepreneur get to keep in your worldview? It's undefined in her sound bites here. What, Miss Warren? What do you think the EPA is if it's not a marauding band trying to shut people down? What's the FCC if it's not a marauding band? What's the Food and Drug Administration if it's not a marauding band? By the way, what if the factory fails, Miss Warren? You're going to pay for the failure? You're going to help them keep their house? The factory builder has risked everything. Nobody else risked anything. Nobody else paying for all of this had the slightest clue what they were doing. Well, that's true, and they still went bankrupt. So they didn't pay for anything, and they still went bankrupt. That's what I'm, that's my point is. If all we were doing was paying for roads and bridges and uh, police, fine. But we're not. We're paying for Solyndra and Light Squared and Fast and Furious, 16 different school lunch programs. It never ends. Now this, I got to tell you something. The left in this country is jazzed. They are celebrating this. They, this is the greatest thing that's ever hit YouTube to them. They think, you go out and look at some of the comments, some of these far left-wing websites, and this finally, finally, it's about time somebody takes it to the rich. It's about time somebody told the truth about the rich. The rich are doing it on backs of everybody. It's my factory, too. It's not just the factory owners. I helped build that. I made it possible. Yep. Well, I'll, well I've acknowledged that. So let's, let's apply her thinking to me. Because I don't have a factory here, I have a radio network. And of course, of course, I can sit here and, and uh, jabber for three hours all day long. If there aren't radio stations willing to carry it, where am I? And if there aren't sponsors willing to be part of it, where am I? But I am totally cognizant of this. And these people are profoundly and deeply appreciated and acknowledged and paid when it's called for, just as the factory owner. And by the way, what kind of skids did he have to grease along the way with various... And notice how the government is always angelic. Uh, but, but I'm telling you, folks, this, this uh, grand total here, 17 seconds and 40, but 60 seconds is more instructional and informative of what we're up against. These are like one-armed lunatics in a fight. They never stop swinging, no matter what. 
And that's, this is the kind of stuff they believe. Total collectivism. It's all found in Marx. All there. And it's all based on the presumption that all success is illegitimate. Including the success of the country. No, 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 no. We all don't share in the failure when the factory collapses. Uh, That's a celebration. But according to Ms. Warren, we've all got skin in the game. That factory owner wouldn't be anywhere without us. Anyway, i got to take a quick break here, folks. Don't want to spend too much time on this, but you get the point. You know who the real parasite here is? It's Elizabeth Warren. How many people does it take? How many, the taxes of how many people does it take to pay Elizabeth Warren? The tuition of how many students to pay Elizabeth Warren? I'd like to know how many pensions she has. Harvard, Rutgers, time at the White House, time at TARP with Dingy Harry. If she's elected to the Senate, how many pensions is this woman going to have? Is there Social Security? We pay a lot of money to Ms. Warren. She's a parasite. She's a parasite who hates her host. Willing to destroy the host while she sucks the life out of it. Roads, bridges, firefighters and policemen. Nobody got rich because everybody has to use them, and we all pay for that. Well, who built the trucks? Who laid the concrete and the asphalt? As though government does all of this. Somebody needs to read to her. You've, you've seen this. Uh, this has been going around the Internet for as long as, I've, as there's been an Internet. The story of the little red hen. Somebody needs to read the story of the little red hen. It's an old Russian folktale, by the way. The little red hen finds a grain of wheat and asks for help from the other farmyard animals to plant it. However, no animal will help her. At each stage of the work, there's planting, harvesting, threshing, milling the wheat into flour, baking the flour to bread, all of that. The hen again asks for help from the other barnyard animals, and again, none of them will help. Finally, the hen has done it all on her own, completed her task, and asks who will help her eat the bread. And this time, everybody volunteers. But she says, nope. No one helped me. You don't get any bread. And she eats it with her chicks, leaving none for anyone else. There have been... And they they gang up on her and kill her. Yeah, there's there's been a... uh, And there have been modern adaptations of that that have uh, flown around the uh, Internet. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this this is ignited... The left-wing blogosphere. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. This is, this is orgasmic. This is a guy in the New Republic, Jonathan Cohn. 
celebrating her rant, especially the philosophical pillar that the rich aren't are just basically lucky. As I've met many people at the bottom of the income ladder who work just as hard for far less reward. Between 1980 and 2005, the richest 1% of Americans got more than four-fifths of the country's income gains. Does anybody seriously believe that the other 99% didn't deserve to take home a much larger share? This is the kind of thinking undergirds it all. And again, I cannot emphasize this enough, but this is exactly the way Obama views this country in the rest of the world. This is the thinking behind Mao Zedong's cultural revolution. This is the thinking behind Fidel Castro's revolution. The kind of thinking is going on in Venezuela and, as you can see, in our citadels and even in our government. The central flaw in Elizabeth Warren's belief, and that of the far left in this country, that nobody got rich on their own. The central flaw, where did the money come from to build the roads? But where in the private sector? If there, no, what is the first if you want to, if you want to have a, a chart, timeline chart, whatever kind of chart, what has to happen first? Somebody has to start a business. The business is the beginning of everything. Without the business, without concerns that are engaging in commerce and earning money, there isn't any money. Her precious government doesn't get a dime if everybody in the country is sitting on their butt. It all starts with the business. Without the business, there is no revenue to build a road. There is no revenue to hire cops and so forth. Now, the government can print it, but you know what I'm talking about. You can, you can print money, and, and, but if, if there's no underlying activity going on associated with the movement of the money, it's, it's, it's worthless. So, in her perverted worldview, the originator of all that's necessary for her beloved government to function is who gets trashed. In her perverted view, the end user, the government, is the engine of everything and the referee. Sure, you can build a road without capitalism and you can, you can build a road, but you still have to have, you still have to have private sector activity with wealth generation taking place. Now you can, if you know, you want to do like the ancient Romans did, they just conquered everything and turned everybody that they conquered into slaves. I mean, you can do it that way if you want. Which is how Ms. Warren probably views people who live in capitalist societies. 